Nobody knows who Trayvon Walker is because he shouldn't have been the number one overall pick. Welcome to the Best in Class podcast with Sean Sullivan, the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru. All the fun is presented by Bill Curry Ford as Sean takes you around the NFL looking at young players and rookies and where they fit in. And of course, a healthy side of Bucks talk to kick everything off. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. It's Sean Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in to Best in Class live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. Sorry I missed you guys last week. My schedule's been nuts. I've been in and out of town. I was actually out of the country again. So I, I definitely am not trying to miss my podcast. Thank you for all the emails you send. I promise you I'm not neglecting my duties as the draft guru of Joe Bucks fan. I'm excited to go over the stuff today, but let's talk about Bill Curry for one second, who sponsors my podcast and the family that gives me the opportunity to provide for mine. Please follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please look at the new pictures of our construction project. We just put some drone pictures on there. They're pretty amazing. The service department is like up. You can actually see it from Dal Mabry when you're driving by tonight. Please make a uh, look at Bill Curry Ford, see our new building. They have a crane that's out there that like has a light on it so planes don't hit it. It's one of those gigantic cranes. It's crazy. But the construction is very exciting. Visit us at BillCurryFord.com. Look at all of our amazing specials. Right now, fight inflation right now because you guys know interest rates are going up every day. But a certified pre-owned at Bill Curry Ford not only has a lifetime warranty, rates are starting at 0.99% at Bill Curry Ford for your used car. So why don't you give us a, a look at it, uh, BillCurryFord.com. Contact Jeff Patterson or G. Thomas, uh, my, my assistant, Grace. Say hi, Grace. Hey, guys. And they will take care of you. Ira Kaufman's son, who, by the way, so well-mannered. By the way, you can tell Ira did a great job raising him just as a new Bill Curry Ford customer. And he's not even in our state. So we're shipping him a truck. So uh, thank you, Ira, for the business. And we're going to treat your son, uh, of course, with the, the Bill Curry Ford way. Again, the home of the lifetime warranty. So let's get into some football. Let, I, I want to touch on, Grace, I want to touch on something from last week. Because I didn't get a chance to do last week. And, you know, we had that tough loss to the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm not going to get into the long, because we're going to talk about the Bucks game against the Rams. But I do want to touch on something is, if you were following this podcast during my draft breakdown, and I'm going to, yes, I'm going to toot my own horn as I do because I am uh, an amateur at this. I consider myself an expert, but I guess in the, in the world I'm an amateur. But I'm, I'm right a lot, right? So it's pretty amazing. My number one tight end in the draft was Isaiah Likely, if you listen to the podcast. I get an email from people who listen to this podcast, Grace, in Baltimore. Right? Baltimore people are listening to my podcast. It's crazy. Right? So Ken uh, gives me an email and says, hey, on your, on your recommendation, I drafted Isaiah Likely uh, into one of my leagues. And I'm a big Ravens fan. And I'm very excited. But we have Mark Andrews as our tight end. And we're, you know, and, you know, he's a Pro Bowl player. And basically, I don't know what kind of role. I said, listen, the guy's going to be a number two right away. He, he plays like a receiver. You're going to love him. He is. He's a better version of Kyle Pitts. That's my, I mean, I know everybody's going to go, oh my God, Kyle Pitts was drafted, what, number six overall? He was drafted too high, guys. He was drafted too high. Anyway, Isaiah likely has very similar traits, size, speed, um, athletic ability. And what did he do to the Bucks? Andrews goes out and uh, Isaiah likely comes in and tears us up, right? You know, it's always been a problem tight ends with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So... Um, going into Monday night, I'll talk a little bit about the uh, the, the um, Ravens and the Saints. And Isaiah Likely, again, scores a 24-yard touchdown. So 
Number one linebacker for best in class was Devin Lloyd, leads the NFL in tackles. By the way, everybody forgot about Devin Lloyd, and I got emails talking about how um, you know he wasn't the best linebacker in the draft. He was, guys, and I had the tackles to prove it, right? Number one tight end right now is playing extremely well. And so I'm very proud of the research and work that I put into this podcast, and I appreciate all the emails and support that I get from Joe Bucks fan listeners. Um, that's really, really cool stuff. Uh, and Ken, uh, you're welcome on um, Isaiah Likely. Um, he's one of my favorite players, and I'm glad he's helping you out. All right, let's get into the Rams-Bucks game. So, uh, obviously, the Bucks beat the Rams 16-13 on a last-minute touchdown to Kate Otten uh, from Tom Brady. Listen, it was hard, hard to watch this game. And I think that the, when you, the first six first downs in the game, you ran six times. And it was getting to the point to where the announcers were even saying, listen, the Rams are putting two safeties all the way up. They're playing shallow, like right on the line of scrimmage to prevent the run. And we didn't even, we just continued to run the same way. I didn't quite understand it. And this whole thing about um, Byron Leftwich protecting the offensive line. I mean, I've heard, I heard this from, from the national media. I have done, you know, I obviously read a lot. Uh, and listen to a lot of different podcasts, and they're all talking about the Bucks' offensive line. And the offensive line is the reason why Brady's not throwing down the field, and the reason why we're running a lot, and we're trying to establish the run. And the, and the reason why we're, we're struggling is because the offensive line uh, is deceptively bad um, at it, and that right now we're at a, we're, we possibly, if the league finished today, we'd be the worst rushing offense in the last 50 years. So I, I take into all this into consideration, right? And I'm sitting down, and I told you, I watch every snap of every single football game every week. Every snap. I watch every snap. So I'm watching the Cincinnati Bengals game, right? And, I, you know, and everybody you know, who watches uh, television knows that uh, Mixon you know, rushed for five touchdowns, la, 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 la. And he was rushing for 200 yards. And then I was like, okay, so Mixon rushed for 200 yards. And I got curious. How many teams in the NFL this year have rushed for 200 yards? Now, remember, Tampa Bay is averaging 42 yards a game right now, somewhere between 40 and 50 yards a game, which is, like again, a 50-year low. And, and, it's, and everybody's blaming the offensive line and not having Gronk here, right? So I'm looking at Cincinnati. Cincinnati has by far a worse offensive line in the Bucs. I don't, I don't think anybody – if we ask 10 out of 10 grace people, they're going to tell you the Bengals have a worse offensive line in the Bucs. They just rushed for 200 yards and five touchdowns on the ground. Mixon. So I do a little research. Lee will love this. Lee, Lee DeKemper, he does this amazing research where he, he gets these little nuggets. And Ira always laughs and says, oh, Lee with the research. And, you know, and it's just funny. And 30 times this year. So this is week nine. So 30 times this year, an NFL team has rushed for 200 yards in a game. 30 times in week nine. It's just, it fascinates me that we can't rush the ball. And I'm being told it's the offensive line. It's not the offensive line. The Jacksonville Jaguars just rushed for 200 yards, guys, with Travis Entian with a bad offensive line. The Cincinnati Bengals, one of the worst offensive lines in the league. And I, I don't think anybody would argue, especially Joe Burrow, who was sacked the most times in the NFL right now, besides Matt Ryan for the Colts. I think they were one and two. Rushed for 200 yards and five touchdowns. It's not like Tampa Bay is playing against defenses that, that are, are prevalent to stop the run. The Carolina Panthers can't stop the run. I could run through the Carolina Panthers, apparently. Did you guys watch the game Sunday? It was like 21 to nothing, and it, was, it wasn't in the second quarter yet. It was insane. Um, 
The Green Bay Packers can't stop the run. We just played them. The Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the worst run defense teams in the entire NFL. We couldn't run against Pittsburgh. So I have a theory, okay? And this isn't about, about Leonard Fournette, right? Right? I've met Leonard Fournette. He's an awesome guy. I think he plays hard. I, I think that he's a terrific talent. But something is wrong. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. At some point, Leonard Fournette's going to have to be set down and Rashard White's going to have to come in the game and play a larger role. Just for now, to figure this out. But I'm going to tell you guys that this is a scheme-related issue with Byron Leftwich. I don't believe that this is a Leonard Fournette problem. I don't believe it's a Rashard White problem. Who, by the way, Rashard White on first down, guys, is averaging 5.2 yards a carry on first down. Leonard Fournette is at 2.4 yards a carry. Any NFL coach in the world would make the change. It's not, it's not even close. You got a guy averaging over five yards a carry on first down, and a guy averaging 2.4 yards a carry on first down. You got to make the switch. But going back to this whole Leonard Fournette, Richard White thing, it's a scheme thing, guys. The offensive line is not the reason why we're not running the ball. We are absolutely running with no rhythm. They know exactly when we're running. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. And the fact that Tom Brady, the, the, the GOAT, isn't doing anything about it. Like, at some point, wouldn't you think that Tom Brady would change the play at the line of scrimmage? He sees the safety sneak up. He sees that they're in an eight-man box. He sees they know what play is coming. Why is he not flipping out of it? Ira made the comment on, on, on Joe Buck's fan that there's something wrong with Tom Brady's shoulder, that he can't throw down the field. We watched that game against the Rams. The only time they threw down the field, they got pass interference. Uh, but it was few and far between throwing the ball. Where is the play action? I have no idea. Screen plays, Byron Leftwich on screen. So six for six on first down running the ball, okay? Six for six, okay? And we're talking about one and two yards every single time. We don't get any first downs on second down, which means we're always in third and something. At some point, your offense has to be able to pick up a first down on second down. When it's second and six or second and seven, we need to get a first down, but that's a whole other rant. I'm not even going there right this second. I got to stay on task. So basically, Tom Brady's not changing the play at the line of scrimmage, even though he can clearly see what's going on. Why? Why, why is Tom Brady not doing it? At the, at the, the win this game against the Rams, did you guys notice that, that with 32 seconds left, Tom Brady called every play from the huddle? We marched right on down the field. He started throwing open seams to Kate Otten. Um, that last play to Kate Otten was a brilliant design. You, you ran uh, Leonard Fournette, and it froze the linebackers. He had two. He had Scotty Miller in the back, and he had Kate Otten, who blocked initially, chipped, and then went out into a route. And, and of course, Brady hit him perfect, in the, and he caught the ball. I'm I'm sitting here going, there's something else going on here, guys. Either Tom Brady doesn't want Byron Leftwich to get fired because he, people are going to notice that he's changing the play, or Tom Brady's hurt and he's not talking about it. But th there's something going on, and I wish that somebody would figure it out. Because it was really difficult watching this football game and seeing the defense play at that level. Of, I thought they played extremely well, except for a couple of breakdowns against Cooper Cup, which apparently we have a, um, a brain fart every once in a while and just allow the best receiver in football to run past us. I, I don't get it. I don't get it, but it's fine. The defense played well enough to win the game. The offense is just terrible. And if you can't win, Todd Bowles, who I like Todd Bowles, I think I told Grace he listens to the podcast. I, Todd, I like you very much, right? I, I think that you're a, you're a strong man. I think that you know what you're doing. This is why I'm frustrated. 
If you can't win a football game or a season or get into a win streak with a healthy Tom Brady, you're not going to be able to be a head coach of any other team. Because any other team that you go to is not going to have Tom Brady at quarterback. You're going to have uh, a Matt Ryan at the end of his career. You're going to have um, – what's the um, what's the kid uh, that you're, – you're going to have the kids from uh, Carolina. You know, you're going to have all these mixtures of quarterbacks. You're not going to fall into a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen job, right? It's always going to be like like a Trevor Lawrence job. But you're, you're never going to fall into a Tom Brady job. So, Todd, you have Tom Brady. He's healthy. I didn't see any, any interaction between you and Tom Brady, even after the game. I didn't even see you celebrating with Tom Brady. I don't know what's going on, but as a Bucks fan, I really wish you guys would figure it out. Because it's really driving the fans crazy. And by the way, they were booing you at home against the defending Super Bowl champions. Because you literally kept running the ball. And then when Rashard White runs for seven yards on first down, we run him again the very next play. I mean, right into an eight-man box. I mean, that's the time for play action. It's like I, I, I don't think that Byron Leftwich forgot that how to call plays. There isn't. There's a deeper problem here, and Joe Buck's fan is going to find it. I, I guarantee Ira, Steve, and Lee, you guys are on top of it. Someone is going to figure out what is going on. I don't think that Byron Leftwich forgot how to call plays. I don't think that Tom Brady forgot how to audible. Right? I don't think that Mike Evans forgot how to catch. And I, I, I don't – and the game management, the whole thing, the, the – the no, we went from no risk at the biscuit thing. To, we went to Tony Dungy, uh, super conservative play where we're just going to sit on a lead and we're going to let our defense try to keep us in the game. You have Tom Brady. When Tony Dungy went to the Indianapolis Colts, do you know what changed his mind on offense? Peyton Manning. He just realized I don't have to hold the team to 13 points. I have Peyton Manning. I can go up by 21, 28 points and then pass rush the rest of the game, which is what Tony Dungy loved to do. If we could actually build a lead against, say, the Seattle Sea Chickens, which, by the way, I hate. And, you know, they're flying to Germany, so we have a good chance they might not make it, right? So, I mean, that's that would be positive news. Um, you know, Pete Carroll needs to, you know, um, find another job or – I don't want to. I don't want to say die because I think that that's a that's a bad thing to say. You don't wish death on anyone, um, but maybe just a really bad, like bike accident or or a car accident that kind of you know that that that, that kind of made him retire. I, I don't know a balloon, a hot air balloon accident. I don't know. Maybe one of the paratroopers in Germany will land on his head. He's got a gigantic noggin. You know, maybe maybe they'll land on his head. I don't know. Anyway, don't like Pete Carroll if you haven't figured it out. Don't like the Sea Chickens. But uh, I will tell you they're playing good ball and we're playing them uh, and this week. And we're not going to beat them with that with that miserable whatever that was that we watched. We need to make some changes. Now let's go through the rookies real quick. So um, round two, um, Logan Hall played in the game. Um, he played a terrible game. Logan Hall knows it. He, he, he definitely didn't contain. He was bad a couple of times. He was exposed in the run game, which I thought would be one of his strengths. I just, I just don't think he played very well. Gadeke, obviously, our other second-round pick, didn't play. Rashard White, um, again, on first down, was over five yards to carry. He had two seven-yard runs. I mean, this isn't spectacular. It's one of them with Barry Sanders. But he was running better than, than, than Leonard Fournette. It's not even close. And Rashard White is not a liability on third down. The guy catches the ball over and over again. He's got terrific hands. He's got to see more playing time. Kate Otten obviously has good hands, can get open. I thought he played extremely well. So congratulations to Kate Otten. 
I think he should see more targets, and I I, I really do. And you, did you notice when he when Brady started throwing the underneath to Scotty Miller that the, that Scotty's speed was getting quick separation, and you could tell the difference between Scotty Miller and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who by the way does not look healthy. Guys, Godwin is not healthy. He is not running out of his routes. He's not breaking sharp. He, he, he's he's still nursing his injury. So what I'm saying is when Scotty Miller was in the game, and even Darden, it's a different speed that it looks like that Brady really enjoys. So they tried Perryman. Perryman didn't play well. I think you're going to see more of Scotty Miller and Kate Otten this week. Uh, Jake Camarda, special teams player of the week after he set an NFL record for the 59-yard net punt of six punts or more, which is an NFL record. He had a 74-yard punt, which was game-changing in that game. Zylan McCollum had some terrific special teams tackles. Coquif um, did not have a good game. I saw him get blown off the ball several times, and then, he, of course, he had a drop on uh, second down. There's a lot of work to be done, guys, if, uh, for Bucks fans. But we're in first place right now, which is all we can ask for. But I'm, I, I really, 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 really want to beat the Sea Chickens. I don't want to lose to Pete Carroll and Geno Smith. Geno Smith, is he might be having this this moment, you know, where in his career where all of a sudden he's, he's putting it all together, kind of like Tommy Maddox did with the Pittsburgh Steelers where he was a nobody and he was selling insurance and then he went back in the NFL and he – he, he turned out to be a terrific playoff quarterback. There's, st- there's several instances of that, but I d- don't do it against me, okay? Don't do it against me. And we're going against Kenneth Walker, who was the fir- their first round uh, or their second round pick, who was the best running back in college football last year. And he's starting to really run for them. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, let's get on to the next game, Grace. Eagles play the Texans. So the Eagles won 29-17. The Eagles have some terrific players. The Texans have some terrific rookies. So let's go through them. So Damian Pierce, the Florida running back, 27 carries, 139, five yards a carry on a terrible offensive line. Guys, the Houston Texans don't have a great offensive line. And by the way, they have Davis Mills, which, I again, second-year player out of Stanford. I'm not saying that he's a bad quarterback, but he's not Tom Brady, Okay. I would be more worried about Tom Brady if I'm a defensive back or a linebacker than Davis Mills, but somehow Damian Pierce has more room. Damian Pierce was a guy drafted after Rashard White. I know that drives Steve crazy, so that's a shout-out to Steve. Uh, Damian Pierce was one of my favorite players because I'm a big Gator, so that is what it is. Uh, uh, Jalen Petrie, the uh, safety, uh, second, uh, second round out of Baylor for the Texans. He's a star. He had nine tackles in this game, one pass defense. Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU. You guys know how I feel about Sauce Garner. I think Sauce Garner is the best defensive back already in the NFL. Um, Derek Stingley um, had a, a, a rookie day. I mean, he, he did not play well in this game against the Eagles. But the Eagles apparently have been doing this to everybody. Uh, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback out of Alabama, second round, 21-27, 243, two touchdowns from a few years ago. So he's really coming into his own. So. I would like to say I wish the Eagles well, but I don't. I hope they crash and burn and never win another game. So, oh, by the way, shout out to hating Eagles fans. So, uh, if you if there's any Eagles fans listening to this podcast, as much as I love the fact that you listen, please stop. You suck. Let's go on to um, the next game: Raiders and Jags. Okay, so this is an interesting game. The Jaguars ended up winning this game, 27 to 20. The Raiders again had a lead. Grace, they had a lead the whole first half. This looked like a blowout from the Raiders. Do you know what I mean? Devontae Adams running all over the field or whatever. Again, they the, the Raiders are two and six. They've lost five games when they've had the lead in the fourth quarter. I don't I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's coaching, defense. I, I don't know if they just quit. I have no idea. But my goodness, uh, Raiders learn how to finish a game. Trevor Lawrence, the second year quarterback out of Clemson, the number one overall pick. 
25 of 31, 235, and a TD, 70.6 yards a, uh, a throw. I really, guys, I really thought he'd be further along than this. I have not seen anything special from Trevor Lawrence. There's no special throws. There's no wow moments. I've seen more out of Davis Mills than Trevor Lawrence at this point. And that's a, that's a strange thing to, to talk about. And I, I, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence got ruined in Jacksonville, but he just does not look like the regular player. He missed wide open throws in this game. Uh, Travis Entian out of Clemson, 28 carries, 109, four yards a carry, and two TDs. Congratulations to Travis Entian. He was hurt all of last year. He was an Urban Meyer pick. He would have helped Urban Meyer some last year for sure. Uh, Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick, and I know that sounds crazy, right, to think that he was nine games into the season. Has anybody heard from Trayvon Walker? Is anybody? Hey, Grace, anybody? Anybody? Is this like Bueller? Anybody? Nobody knows who Trayvon Walker is because he shouldn't have been the number one overall pick. Stupid Jaguars. Anyway, um, he had two tackles in the game, so he definitely worth that uh, $56 million. Oh, by the way, Devin Lloyd, best-in-class linebacker, you know, a bunch of tackles, doing his thing. So congratulations to Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Let's move on to uh, the next team. Jacksonville's got some got some issues, but at least they won the game. Vikings and Commanders, what a boring game. My goodness. One, the Vikings, be, be, growing up that I was in the NFC South, right, with um, – I was in FC Central back then, and it had the Bears and the Lions and the Vikings, and the Vikings whipped up on the Bucks every year. It was good. They they did they just beat us into the ground every single year. And this year they're back seven and one. They've been down for about five years, and now they're back. Uh, the team formerly known as the Redskins are four and five. They lost by three points in this game, last minute field goal. The only rookie to really talk about because Deshaun Dotson was still hurt, who was their uh, first run out of Penn State. Brian Robinson Jr., the guy that got shot in the chest three times, bounced back 13 carries, 44 yards. In this game, he was, he was a fourth-round draft pick out of Alabama. Uh, I wish him the best. I was not a fan of his guys until I saw how he handled being hurt and the adversity that he went through. Now I'm, a, I'm his biggest fan. I, I do nothing but support him. I just don't think he's a superstar. I just think he's a, he's a guy that's going to run it up the middle, north and south, and, and get you some yards. Bills, Jets. Now, this was the game that set the NFL – on fire. The Jets beat the Bills by three points, 20 to 17. Again, the Jets, my number one draft. This is how it works, guys. That When you draft well, you win games. When you don't draft well, you lose games. This is not rocket science. This is why I'm fascinated by rookies. Um, let's talk about the Bills for a second. Kyle Elam, their first round draft pick out, out of Florida at corner. Uh, three tackles, three pass defense in the game. Zach Wilson, Last year's uh, first-round draft pick out of BYU, 18-25, 154 yards and a TD. This is – everybody's saying this guy – this was his best game as a pro. The guy went 18-25, 154 yards for six yards to throw and a TD and no interceptions. A 76 uh, quarterback rating. Okay, that was his best game. Because he didn't turn the ball over? This is how we gauge quarterbacks now? I, I, I don't know. I, not much to say about Zach Wilson at the moment. I know that's going to break uh, one of our listeners' hearts, uh, Mike. His heart, because he always listens to the po uh, my podcast to listen to the Jets. But I just I don't see what you guys see in Zach Wilson. I'm sorry, I, I haven't seen it yet. Are there flashes? Maybe when he does some of those sidearm throws, I think they're interesting. I, I haven't seen the accuracy from this guy, and I haven't seen him go through his progressions very well. Michael Carter, last year's um, fourth round draft pick out of North Carolina, he split carries with Javante Williams, had 12 carries, 76 yards, six yards to carry a touchdown. Caught 25 yards passing, so Michael Carter had an excellent game. So congratulations to the New York Jets. Um, 
Uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, the wide receiver out of Ohio State, which was their first round draft pick, eight catches, 92 yards, 11 and a half yards a carry or a catch. Um, that guy's a real player. He's a solid wide receiver from day one. Sauce Gardner, um, who should have been the number one corner drafted, um, but he wasn't. Uh, Stingley was, but that'll go down in that'll go down in infamy because Sauce Gardner is a shutdown all pro. Seven tackles, three solo tackles, one pass defense. The guy got tested on the first play, got beat by Diggs, and then shut Diggs down the rest of the game. The the, the Buffalo Bills offense shut down because Garner shut it down. He sauced it. Let's coin that. That's it. That's mine. He sauced it. Right? Uh, Jordan Whitehead, former Buccaneer. He's a fourth-round draft pick out of Pitt in 2018. Four tackles, three solo tackles. You know what we miss? As a run defender, you just forget how good Jordan Whitehead was as a run defender. Oh, my gosh. He's fantastic. He brings the wood. We we traded. We basically let him walk, and we signed Neil. And I think that Neil has been a disappointment. Uh, I don't I, I don't know how other Buck fans feel about it, but he has not been terrific. Uh, I think we really do miss Jordan Whitehead. Jermaine Johnson, they traded back up into the first round to get this kid out of FSU uh, as a pass rusher. He got another sack. He's got three and a half sacks. He's got a tackle for loss in this game. So he's really coming along in that situational pass rusher role. So congratulations to the Jets. What a draft. Oh, my gosh. Let's get on to the next game, the Colts and the Patriots. The Colts suck. Um, they fired Frank Reich, who I like. Jeff Saturday is the new head coach. No coaching experience. I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know who they're going to hire next. You know, Marvin Harrison to coach wide receivers. I, I don't know. Um, but Patriots um, just whipped them up. Sam Ellinger can't throw the ball. Alec Pierce, the, the really good-looking kid out of Cincinnati uh, as a wide receiver, um, led the team. Led the team with 23 yards pass, uh, catching. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Uh, Ross Pro. Do, uh, do you know who Ross Pro is, Grace? Are you too young to know who he is? He ran for president a long time ago. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? You don't know who he is? Anyway, look him up on YouTube, right? I'm sure he'll be there. Uh, Jelani Woods, tight end, third-round draft pick out of Virginia, had a catch in this game. I'm just pointing him out because he's being underused. Quiddy Pay and, uh, was a pass rusher out of Michigan. Um had a, had a sack in this game, seven tackles. He's got three and a half sacks on the year. Uh, Mac Jones, last year's QB, 20 of 30, very efficient, 147 yards in a TD. Ramon Stevenson out of Oklahoma, 15 carries, 60 yards last year. Fourth-round draft pick, has really played well for the Patriots. Moving on, uh, I think the Colts guys are going after a quarterback. That would be my guess. Packers and Lions, love this game. The Lions beat the Packers. Aaron Rodgers went home crying in his beer, his pagan beer. So that was really nice to see. I love seeing Aaron Rodgers walk off the field dejected. Again, I told you, when I'm in a bad mood or I'm having a bad day, I just put on YouTube and watch Aaron Rodgers sitting there on the draft day when he was all nervous about not getting drafted and he was the last guy in the room. Oh, my gosh. It's like butterflies. It's like it's like literally the moment where you fall in love with the woman that you love and you get that really moment of euphoria, right? That's how I feel every time I watch Aaron Rodgers squirming around. In that room. Oh, it makes me so happy. Gosh, he's such a piece of crap. Going on to um, the draft here. Quay Walker, the Packers first round um, draft pick. Again, out of Georgia. A guy that I wasn't very high on. I was wrong. He has been. He has played extremely well in, in the Packers um, defense. Five tackles, four solo, and a sack. So congratulations to Quay Walker. Um, he obviously was underused um, at Georgia because he, he definitely is a much better player. Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia, was a defensive end that was linked to the Bucks. Two tackles uh, on the game. He has not really had any impact this year for the Packers. Kirby Joseph, right? Lions draft pick. Lions had a great draft, guys. 
Kirby Joseph is a safety that I loved at Illinois. Um, actually, uh, was the third round. Ten tackles, five solo tackles, tackle for loss, forced fumble. He had that tackle last week against Gallup where he like did that WWF move and flipped him on his head and caused a fumble. That guy's amazing. I love Kirby Joseph. Uh, Rodrigo, for those of you guys who watched um, the HBO stuff, Rodrigo, Malcolm Rodriguez out of Oklahoma, four tackles, uh, two tackles for loss and a sack, was all over the field. Josh Paschal, a very underrated defensive end out of Kentucky that they that they drafted this year in the second round. He didn't get a chance to play. This is his third game in the NFL, two quarterback hurries, three tackles, three solo tackles. So Josh is feeling his way. But when Aiden Hutchinson, who was their first-round draft pick, who had a touchdown, uh, an interception in the end zone, one of three um, Aaron Rodgers interceptions, uh, yeah, we got some poor sack. Aiden Hutchinson saved a touchdown for them. Great play. Had hit uh, two quarterback hits and two solo tackles and an interception. So congratulations to Aiden Hutchinson. He has completely outperformed Trayvon Walker to this point. So let's just keep it going. Moving on. We are going to look at the Panthers, talking about dumpster fires and the Bengals. Now, the Panthers um, have two wins in the season. One happens to be against the Bucks and Tom Brady, where we lost 21-3. to I personally don't know how we did that when they're trying to lose every game and they were and the, the game was over in the, first, in the first quarter. The Panthers showed no heart whatsoever. Very interesting game. Bengals won 42-21. There's no rookies to talk about. We can talk about Equanimu, the left tackle that uh, Panthers drafted. Um, he sucks. Um, there's really nothing else to talk about. The Panthers are stocked up on draft picks. I think they're tanking for one of the top quarterbacks, and I think it's going to be a, a really interesting place for a new head coach to go. Uh, Dolphins and the Bears. Dolphins 35, Bears 32. I think everybody's starting to see why I was so high on Justin Fields on best in class. I still get emails, Grace on people talking about Justin Fields not being a good quarterback. I have said from the beginning, from the very beginning, that Justin Fields is a star. He was the best thrower of the football, over 30 yards, in college football history. The guy does it all. I felt like he was a a better version of Lamar Jackson because he's a better passer, but he can run just as well. Well, guess what, guys? He's 100 QB rating, 17 of 28, 123 yards, and three TDs throwing, 15 carries 178 yards a quarterback 12 yards to carry and another td he was responsible for four tds 178 yards rushing 123 yards passing you're seeing the breakout of justin fields on a terrible bears team so best in class listeners you're welcome i nailed it on justin fields even when everybody was down on him i'm still on him because he went to a bad coach and a bad organization and he's going to carry that team kyle gordon the first round draft pick out of washington uh, at corner, eight tackles, seven solo tackles. He has been an instant starter for the Bears. He's a very, very good player. Jaquan Brisker, one of my favorite safeties in the draft out of Penn State, four tackles um, uh, in this game in a pass defense. So the Bears really did a good job fixing their defensive backfield, and now they have a star in Justin Fields. They traded for um, Claypool from Pittsburgh, so we'll see what they do. Congratulations to the Bears. I think they're going in the right direction. Chargers, Falcons. Falcons gave it all they had. Thank God they lost. Chargers won 20-17. Isaiah Spiller, the uh, fourth-round draft pick out of Texas A&M, uh, the Chargers had seven carries in this game for 30 yards. The reason why I brought it up was I haven't seen him play very much, um, so it was nice to see him play. Tyler Agier on the other side, the fourth, the fifth-round draft pick out of BYU, 
for the Falcons had 10 rushes for 100 yards, 10 yards a carry. So Tyler Agier had an amazing run in this game. Very underrated player, obviously, at BYU. So I think that I think the Falcons found their future running back. I know it's not Patterson because Patterson does everything. Drake London, their first-round draft pick at a USC, three catches, 23 yards. Arnold Ibriquete, the pass rusher out of Penn State, had a sack and three tackles. So the Atlanta Falcons guys had a really great draft. Um, but my boy Justin Herbert came through, threw the ball 43 times, 243 yards and a, and a touchdown without his starting wide receivers. The guy didn't have one starting wide receiver. Jesse Palmer, their fourth string uh, receiver, eight catches, uh, 106 yards. Uh, we are going to the Titans and the Chiefs. What a terrible game. Uh, the Titans defense played really well. I was really hoping that, that Patrick Mahomes would really light it up. He did it in this game. Malik Willis got a start. Um, he was their fourth-round draft pick out of Liberty of Tennessee. Threw the ball 16 times, completed five passes. So he couldn't throw the ball, guys. I mean, it, it's pretty obvious that he, he's struggling reading NFL defenses. The speed is too much for him. He hasn't been able to rush the ball very well. So Malik Willis was just complete. And at one point, people had him in the top 10 in the NFL draft. Are you crazy? Are you guys crazy? Am I? Does it take a car general manager to figure out that you guys are crazy? You scouts are nuts. Somebody's getting paid by an agent. That's all I can think of, Grace. There's no way that anybody looked at Malik Willis and said, yeah, he's a top 10 talent. There's no way. Getting on to George Kalaftis. Uh, he was the uh, Purdue um, first-round draft pick defensive end. I really liked him a lot. I thought he could go to the Bucs. Um, he had another sack in this game. So he's a Kansas City guy. So congratulations to that. Ravens Saints. The Ravens uh, won this game 27-13 to against the Aints. Um, I, hope that, I hope they lose every single game, Grace. And their bus crashes into the lower Marymount. I don't even. They have they have colleges in New Orleans. You can't even properly announce, right? You, you can't pronounce any of the stuff. Just crash buses into it, right? Uh, obviously, I've already talked about Isaiah Likely and how um, amazing he is as a fourth round draft pick out of uh, Coastal Carolina. One catch for twenty four yards and a touchdown to start the game. Lamar Jackson. It looks like he's going to become a favorite of Lamar Jackson. So for those of you who are looking for fantasy football advice, pick Isaiah Likely up. Okay, that wraps us up in week nine of the NFL. Grace, we leave tomorrow morning on another trip, um, but I will be back next week to uh, record. So look for it probably Wednesday, Thursday of next week. I will be with Joe Bucks fan on Sunday at Big Storm. I'm going to be watching the game from Germany. You guys will know I'm there. I'm the guy screaming at the television. That will be me um, because I can't contain – uh, I can't contain myself uh, when, when, when dumb shit's happening. I, I can't do it. And you know what? My son Sam is 14 years old. He's a great kid. Knows that we run every first down. So he doesn't know a lot about football. Surprise. He's really into computers and phones. And he stays away from his dad. He thinks his dad's crazy about football. So, But he'll sit down with me and go to games with me at the, at the Bill Curry Ford Suite. And we'll, we'll go in there and he'll go, it's first down, dad. They're going to run the ball. Because as you know, 14s love to irritate their dad. So he knows it gets under my skin. And then, of course, what do they do? Run the ball, right? Stop running the ball on first down, Byron. Mix it up, okay? We'll go, go Bucks uh, against the Sea Chickens, and I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. hope you enjoyed your drive home. I'll see you guys next time.